I don't want you to just think that I'm against this president. I would against everything that's going on that's squandering money. I don't care what the name tag is, what the political party is, it's wrong. Well, hello there. Welcome to Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. I'm Pastor Dan Boone, and I'm glad that you're uh, listening to us, watching us, however you get this podcast. And uh, we want your attentive ear today. I believe we have some things that will really bless you, some things to kind of provoke thought within you, and some things that will help get you on down the, the road a little bit better than you are right this very minute. So glad that you've taken a few minutes out. We'll be with you about 15, 20 minutes and let you get back to whatever you're doing elseways. Well, last week we talked about stewardship. We talked about uh, the fact that to be a good steward, uh, we, you will be faithful. You need to be consistent in the little things and about how there's a blessing upon the things that we do, the things that we, if it's a financial blessing that we give somebody else, uh, if it's uh, something we say to somebody, if it's just uh, helping ourselves read the Bible or read a good book or maybe uh, help somebody in time of need, whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference. If we use our talents and our abilities and our finances, those will be blessed. Uh, God blesses them. It's a law of life that stewardship, if you're faithful over a little, He will make you ruler over the much. And whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, a Hindu, uh, if you don't believe in God, if you're an atheist, He will still bring that to pass in your life. Now, we hope that you realize that because God is God and He does what He does because He loves and cares for us, but He's drawing all people to Himself through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to the Father except through the Son, Jesus. So. We want you to be aware of that. I'm not going to preach at you right now. I'm just going to share some good things. But I did want to get that little bit in there because I want you to know we believe in the opportunity for all to become saved and come to the knowledge of the truth because that's what God said He believes. Praise God. Okay, I'm going to make some remarks about finances. Uh, as we said last week, this, it doesn't make any difference if it's the small things or the larger things, or even the larger things, the principles are all in the same. The principles are the same if my eight-year-old granddaughter uh, does something with her $5 bill, or my 14-year-old, uh, one of my 14-year-old grandchildren, uh, I say that because I got three of them, <laughs> they do something with their $20 bill, or my 27-year-old granddaughter does something with a $100 bill, or I do something with a dollar. It doesn't really make any difference. It's the fact that we want to be faithful over it, not squander it, not just throw it away, and uh, not put it in something that's not going to have a return. And right now, I'm not going to pick on you, okay, uh, as far as you individually go. I want to bring some things out of our nation in a financial manner because this falls right into being faithful over the little to be ruler over the much. I believe that America has financially been faithful uh, in so many areas for so long that it's had the, the blessing that we've had. America was not founded upon people looking for gold. It was founded upon looking for freedom of religion and in the North America segment. South America was founded for people looking for gold. And you can compare 
the economies today between America, uh, being the U.S. and Canada versus everything that's south of us. So what we want to be able to do is to realize this works, and if we get away from it, <laughs> the law no longer works. In fact, most laws of life actually work negatively to you when you work them negatively. As you sow, that shall you also reap. I don't want you to just think that I'm against this president. I'm against everything that's going on that's squandering money. I don't care what the name tag is, what the political party is, it's wrong. And we're gonna talk about a few things specifically. Under this present administration, we are currently on track to increase our federal debt by over 50% in the four-year administration that is in the White House right now. 50% from 20 approximately to approximately 30 trillion plus. In fact, it, if we keep going, it's gonna be over 30 trillion. Not a problem there. And the Democrats are guilty, the Republicans are guilty, the president is guilty, some more than others, and some individuals more than others, but as a package, we're getting the, oh, I can't say that on podcast. Okay, we're just getting the short end of it. How's that? Okay. Now, I start off with uh, either last week or the week before, it's actually the week before, our press secretary said a very big lie. She said it at a news conference. A question was asked. She took it a little bit, uh, giving an answer that was a lie and not answer the question directly. And I wanna point that out because I think that our people in Washington, D.C. or Oklahoma City or wherever your capital buildings are, those places, I think they ought to be honest with us, especially when you come down and start quoting numbers. Numbers don't lie. People lie. And when she said that three times in the same meeting, on the same question, that this administration is paid down the national debt by $1.7 trillion. Then she was using that as a scapegoat for some other things that they're doing. Well, that's not true. The, the federal deficit has not been paid down 1.7 trillion in this last fiscal year. In this last fiscal year, which at that time can encompass 10 months, had two months more to go because it ends uh, at the end of September, not uh, at the end of December, like your personal ones probably does. It, <laughs> it's preposterous. If you take the numbers that they, they gave and you look at what they really were, what she should have said was, our deficit thus far in this fiscal year is $1.7 trillion less in the red than it was last year totally. That would have been a correct statement. Because number one, the fiscal year is not over yet, still two months to go, and in all probability, those will be in the red, negative months. And the year is in the red, approximately one trillion when she said that. Last year, the government ran 2.7 trillion in the red. So, my gosh, let's look at it realistically. Now, when I say that the federal deficit is going to be over 30 trillion. I'm including the current debt and I'm including the obligations on other things that they've already obliged us to for years 
in years and years to come, okay? And that's what you owe if you were doing a balance sheet, you owned a business doing a balance sheet to the bank, and these, these things called accounts payable or long-term payables, you would have to put those numbers in there. So that all counts towards what we owe as a country. Yes. Okay, number two, all the bailouts. You see, the bailouts, and I understand there have been big needs, and I understand some of those, you know, I don't have a problem with some of them, but I have a problem with making it a lifestyle. I have a problem with, okay, let's bail these people out, or bail this situation out, or bail that out, or this out. You know, then you start playing politics with who you're going to bail out and who you're not going to bail out, and who never will get bailed out, and it just... It runs into, you know, favoritism and looking in a political thing rather than a realistic, fair, honest, just system. And I want to say some more things about that, but it's, it's important that we realize that the government, if, if you go buy a house or a car or clothes or whatever you buy and you can't pay the bills, you think the government's just going to bail you out? Well, that's what we're teaching people. Just don't worry about it. They'll bail us out. Don't worry about that student loan because they're going to go ahead and pay for it anyway. I'm going to college and rack that bill up like a lot of people do and, and borrow money and get me a new car, take me a vacation, have a nice apartment and go to college and see if it works for me. And they thought so many people don't make it through the first year in college. And they have these debts that they now are looking forward to paying over the years. And now we said, oh, we're going to take care of 10000 of that for you. In fact, if you've been getting a Pell Grant, we're going to take care of 20000 of it for you. And some people have worked their, oh, I can't say that either, Ken. They worked their tails off to be able to bring forth uh, a reduction in their student debt loan. I know people that move from Oklahoma to another state to take another job because that job would pay down their $400,000 student loan X number of dollars a year in addition to their salary. Well, that's part of a hiring contract. Yes, take advantage of that. <laughs> that wasn't the government bailing that person out. That was somebody that wanted that, the skills that person has, and as a result, they were going to make sure that they achieved hiring them and offered a very, very lucrative payroll package, including uh, paying down their student loan X number of dollars per year. That's cool. That's not the same as the government just saying, everybody gets paid off whether you've been a good steward or not. We're going to go ahead and give you a free ride on this, and we're going to continue it on. You know, that is bullcorn, okay? That, that's, that's, that's not teaching people the right way to do it. It's not being fair that the people who have worked their tails off and have paid down their student loan and paid off their student loans have to now have a tax payment to pay those people off their school loans. That's not fair. Number three. What about the forced legislation, a.k.a. the green agenda? Now, whatever you think about the fossil fuels and EVs and all that kind of stuff, let, give, me a, give me a few minutes here. I just want to say a few things. I'm not going to get into it deep. But fossil fuels, 
okay, if we can find ways to get beyond fossil fuels, I have no problem with that. I don't want dirty air. I don't want dirty water. I don't want polluted grounds. But there's a risk that comes with everything. And we have a lot of risks that we're taking with the wind turbines and with solar panels uh, and, and with other things. The batteries are horrible. The, the, the liabilities that we're gathering. The other day, oh, I don't even want to get into it. It's so pathetic. We, we have so much waste from for making batteries now there's some new things coming up and that's great it would be nice if we could kind of push things off a little bit until we had this new technology available where the waste is minuscule according to what it is now uh, this is this makes uh, nuclear energy look like it has no waste whatsoever it is so much so far beyond that so study get both sides of the issue learn what we're talking about here Fossil fuels can be done cleanly. In fact, if all of the uh, energy produced in America is sustainable and Europe, we still will not have that much of an effect. The ecological uh, impact across the world. What we will have is a very, very small effect because of the way that people like India and China and Russia and South America and Africa and all these other places and what they're doing. Uh, get on an airplane, but be sure it's a commercial airplane. Get on an airplane and go fly to some other countries and see what's going on there, okay? Um, it's, it's, not, it's not very intelligent. Uh, other nations don't really care. And when they get a pass because they're not industrialized, then they'll take full advantage of that. And so it, the cars, EVs, I had to laugh this morning reading a particular news story that uh, a particular uh, part of one state has asked people to not charge their electric cars because they have an energy supply problem with electricity. Can you believe it? Yes, we're putting the cart before the horse. For those of you that have never seen a horse pulling a carriage, that means the carriage is going in front of the horse and the horses don't push them very well. They have to pull them. Okay. And number four, our welfare system. It has to be changed. It has to be changed. And it's for the good of the people who are on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make this another message next week. I'm going to get into the welfare system and a lot of the issues with it. And I'm talking about not the financial responsibilities, but what comes out of the financial responsibilities of that and how we can really help people more effectively. Okay, this is Dan Boone. I'm going to sign off for this week. Remember us at Church of Tomorrow. We would love to have you come see us 10 a.m. Saturday mornings. Uh, we're going to have a great, great, great time together uh, learning what the, the Bible says and knowing people who are like-minded, uh, you'll love us, I believe, because we certainly love you. Catch you the next time. 6800 North Bryant, Oklahoma City, U.S. of A. Church of Tomorrow is here now.